Look deeper into what you think you see. Heal for what you think you hear. Break free from the chains of an illusion. The Realist Juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Welcome to The Realist Juggernaut. I'm your host, John Neff. I'm your host, Tony John. Always remember, there's a powerful force in realism, where being real is always important. There is too many fake people in this world, and they will lie to you, and I mean lie to you, to get what they want. So be a juggernaut. So be a juggernaut. Hello, everybody. Today, we have a very serious show, um, a very important show, and a very sad show. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about Missing American Native Women and Girls, Canadian Native Women and Girls, African American Women and Girls, African Canadian Women and Girls, American Caucasian Women and Girls, Canadian Caucasian Women and Girls, Women and Girls in general, being missing from the United States and throughout the world. Today, we are talking about a very sensitive situation that's going on that is being ignored um, throughout a lot of the media. Um, there's not a lot of media intention, attention on these cases of these missing women. Um, I would like to say that the media is not being biased in this, but I would like to say that it has a lot to do with money and the circumstances of which happen in each case to whether or not it's going to get enough attention or not. I think regardless of anything, I think that the attention should be given no matter what the case may be. These are missing people and they ought to be found. Tony, you've did a lot of research on this, so I'm gonna give you the floor. Sure, um, so first of all, I should just wanna say um, my, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to the families and the victims that we're about to talk about today. So that's first things first, so now, what I want to talk about is the missing and murdered indigenous women, also known as MMIW. Now, it's a movement that supports for the end of violence against Native or Indigenous women and Native American communities. It also seeks to draw attention to the high rates of disappearances and murders of Native, Native people, mostly women and young girls. Now, a corresponding mass movement in the US and Canada works to raise awareness of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls through organized marches, the building of database, local community, city council, tribal council meetings, and domestic violence trainings. Now, the MMIW has been described as a Canadian national crisis and a Canadian genocide. Uh, In response to repeated calls from indigenous groups, activists, and non-governmental organizations, the government of Canada under the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau established a national public inquiry. The National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls in September 2016. According to the inquiry's backgrounder, between the years 1980 and 2012, Indigenous women and girls represented 16% of all female homicides in Canada while only 4% of the female population is in Canada. Now, the inquiry was completed and presented to the public on June 3rd, 2019. 
a 2014 report by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police titled Missing and Murdered Aboriginal Women, a national operational overview found that more than 1,000 Indigenous women were murdered over a span of 30 years. From 2001 to 2015, the homicide rate for Indigenous women in Canada was almost six times as high as a homicide rate for other women, representing 4.82 per 100,000 population versus 0.82 per 100,000 population. That's a lot. Yes, it is. And there's, so, you know, the missing person statistics um, that I have pulled up from yeah. 2014 to 2022, mm-hmm. which these statistics are really absolutely insane I for... Know. For the amount, like here in 2014, and this is this is for all juvenile, adult, yeah. and adult total reported cases. This was in 2014, 3,726 people. Mm-hmm. In 2015, we're talking 3,865 people. Yeah. In 2016, we're talking about 3,554. In 2017, we're talking about 3,398 people. In 2018, we're talking about 3,458. In 2019, we're talking 3,565. In 2020, there was 2,000. 474. In 2021, there was 2,216. And as of now, being that this is the beginning of the year 2022, there are 324 total reported cases of missing people. Oh my gosh. You know, it's absolutely insane. So, what else you got there? Okay, so, um, let me continue. So, in I hope I pronounce this right. So, in Nunavut, Yukon, the Northwest Territories, and the provinces of Manitoba, Alberta, and Saskatchewan, this overrepresentation of Indigenous women among homicide victims was even higher. <clears throat> now, the Native Women's Association of Canada has documented 582 cases since the 1960s, with 39% after 2000, through advocacy groups, hope I said that right, advocacy groups say that many more women have been missing in Canada, with the highest number of cases in British Columbia. Notable cases have included like 19 women killed in the Highway of Tears, murders and some of the 49 some of the 49 women from Vancouver area murdered murdered by a serial killer named Robert Picton. So there was a serial killer around that time of the Highway of Tears. Wow. I think I've actually heard of that, but I'm not exactly sure. I I, I recollect something about that. Yeah. But uh yeah I don't I don't I don't I don't recall. I didn't do too much research on him yet, but um which I should have. <laughs> but I just know that he there was a serial killer around that time. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so let's continue. So 
2010, a person named Jamie Black started the Red Dress Project. Now, did you ever hear of this before? No, actually, I have not. Okay, so the Red Dress Project uh, represents the indigenous women and girls that were missing. And her first dress was displayed in, in a museum in Winnipeg. The Red Dress Day is now May 5th in both Canada and the U.S. in 2012. So it's, pretty, it's coming soon. So um, let's see. In 2012, uh, a girl named Sheila North Wilton coined the hashtag, hashtag MMIW, because she understood exactly what friends and families of victims and survivors were saying, because she was one of them. Now, um, I saw this red dress before and I, on the reservation in New York. So, you know, the, you know, the Tusco reservation, I was cruising, like going in there within, within a quarter mile, I saw a red dress on a tree. I was, at first I was like, who would put a red dress on a tree? Then right. it dawned to me that this is why they do that. So any of you that, any of you that say, I'll, I'll say non-natives that go out to these, rep, to these uh, reservations and buy like gas and cigarettes if you see a red dress on a tree that's what it means wow yeah i i had no idea about that same here <laughs> twice saw a red dress like okay okay you know so let's continue so in the u.s native american women are more than twice as likely likely to experience violence than any other demographic area now one in three indigenous women is sexually assaulted during her life and 67% of these assaults are perpetrated by non-indigenous perpetrators. Wow. The federal, yeah. So the Federal Violence Against Women Act, which is also VAWA, was reauthorized in 2013, which for the first time gave tribes jurisdiction to investigate and prosecute felony domestic violence offenses involving both Native American offenders as well as non-native uh, offenders on the reservations. Wow. <clears throat> so, until the, in 2019, the House of Representatives, led by the Democratic Party, passed uh, H.R. 1585, Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2019, by a vote of 263 to 158 which increases tribes' prosecution rights much further. Now, the bill was not taken up by the Senate, which at the time had a Republican majority. Wow. <clears throat> now, law enforcement, journalists, and activists in indigenous communities in both the U.S. and Canada have fought to bring awareness to the connection between sex trafficking, sexual harassment, sexual assaults, the women who go missing <clears throat> and are murdered. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of people. Just saying. Yeah. Yes, I mean, we're talking. We're talking about tens of thousands of women here, mm -hmm. women and and girls. Yes. That's absolutely insane. Like young girls too. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Oh yeah, really, really young ones too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the statistics that the missing person statistics. I got that from the Metropolitan Police Department. Okay. So I will post that on the uh, website. So. Sure. If anybody's interested in looking at that, you guys yeah. can go on the website and look at that. Well, so. <clears throat> All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is the Savannah's Act. Have you heard of this act before, John? Yes. 
Okay, so let's go. Let's go talk about a little bit. So the Savannah's Act. Sorry, Savannah's Act. Now it's the act that reforms <clears throat> law enforcement and justice protocols appropriate to address missing and murdered Native American and for other purposes. An initial version of the bill passed the Senate on December 6, 2018. The act was named after an en en enrolled member of the Spirit Lake Nation of North Dakota, identified as Savannah LaFontaine Greywind, who was brutally murdered in August of 2017. Now, she was only 22 years old and eight months pregnant at the time of her death. Very sad. Wow. Um, her body was found in the Red River, a place known a place known in the indigenous communities as a dumping ground for such crimes. Now, the people who were involved with the incident were later identified as Brooke Cruz and William Hohen. I think I pronounced that name correctly. Who were responsible and arrested are now serving life sentences so they actually caught the people who did this that's uh, good her, yes very good uh, her death proved to be a call to action for tribal leaders in north dakota and across the country now, not long after the bill entitled savannah's act named in her honor was introduced to the senate and house of representatives now, the savannah's act was signed by actually donald trump on october 10th 2020 this incident actually became a story on Dateline called The Secrets of Spirit Lake. Now, I have to admit, I was heartbroken after watching the segment. I don't know if any of you caught this segment, but did you actually? Don, John, I, did, you, did you see this segment then? I did not, but I will make sure to make a point to watch it. Yes. Yeah, so once I saw that, I just kind of like, like sparked this, all these emotions inside my head. I was just thinking how bad this actually is. Now, you, you do got the link for that, right? I will send it to you. Yeah. All right, cool. Because yes. I'll, I'll post that on a website, so if anybody wants to watch it, they can as well. Yes. Hmm. On November 15, 2021, President Biden signed in an executive order, 14053, which is aimed at improving public safety and criminal justice for Native Americans and addressing the issues of missing or murdered indigenous people. Now, once the order was created, the White House Tribal National Summit, President Biden's order directs the Departments of Justice, Interior, Health, and Human Services, and Homeland Security to work together with indigenous tribes. Now, the new executive order will build on the work already in, in place of the Attorney General's MMIP or Missing and, and Murdered Indigenous People and Indigenous Persons Initiative Operation Lady Justice and the task required by Savannah's Act. Now these states, Minnesota, Arizona, Wyoming, Montana, New Mexico, Idaho, Oregon, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Utah, established task forces with the state police from 2019 to 2020. Nice. Now, I just want to go over some statistics that you mentioned, you probably mentioned before. I'm going to mention, I don't know if you mentioned some of this, but I'm going to mention it too. So this statistic that I found with this research, now, indigenous women and girls are murdered 
10 times higher than all other ethnicities. Now, murder is the third leading cause of death for indigenous women, according to the Centers for Disease Control, CDC. According to that, CDC. Is, that is absolutely correct. Yes. Now, more than four out of five indigenous women have experienced violence. 84.3% from the National Institute of Justice report. Okay, more than half indigenous women experience sexual violence, which is 56.1%. Now, more than half indigenous women have been physically abused by their, in, by their intimate partners, 55.5%. Less than half of indigenous women have been stopped in their lifetime, 48.8%. Wow. Really? So... Indigenous women are 1.7 times more likely than the Anglo-American women to experience violence. Indigenous women are two times more likely to be raped than Anglo-American white women. Yes, that's true. Yep. Murder rate of indigenous women is three times higher than the Anglo-American women. Nearly 60% of the cases are homicides 31% involve girls, 18 and younger. <clears throat> now, the National Crime Information Center reports that in 2016, there were 5,712 reports of missing American, Indian, and Alaska Native women and girls to the U.S. Department of Justice Federal Missing Person Database. Now, something, something that's called NAMUS, National Missing an identified person's system only logged 116 of those cases. Very wow. Surprised. Very surprised. It's a sad situation. That yep. is absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. All of this is horrible. I've, yeah. I've, I've heard some of these missing <laughs> cases. I've read quite a few back in the past. Yeah. But there never seems to be any kind of, you know... Um, like when people like are found or anything like that, it's it's not really, you know, if they're either found or alive or they're found mm -hmm. dead, yeah. it's not reported on the news. No, it's not. It's not. It's there's like no attention for that. You I know, know you, not only that, you got yeah. you got these women that are distant. They're they're going on these dating apps and whatnot, oh, yeah. and they're coming <laughs> up missing as well. Exactly. So and an uh, an extreme amount from TikTok, mm -hmm. as far as kids go. So. You know, like, but there should be more attention on all of this. Yes, it is. You know, for all of these women. Mm -hmm. And no matter what color, what, you know, race they are, it, it shouldn't matter what gender. None of that should make a difference. No, I don't. And it shouldn't make a difference whether one was murdered, you know, more hardcore than the other. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, you know, it just seems like that, that when you have these reporters out there on the, on the news channels and you hear about some of the, the, the famous cases. It's what I call them because mm -hmm. they're repetitive on those. Yeah. But how about being repetitive on the ones that are actually, you know, more silent to the fact, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of women out there. that didn't even get no coverage. Exactly. You know, and then they got these laws 
that are on the books where you, you know, with the police station and stuff like that, or the police or New York state laws and stuff like that, that, you know, require a person to be missing for 24 hours before they even start looking for them, which I find is absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely horrible because within that 24 hours, that person's probably dead. And it requires some age too. Right. with, With that rule. Yes. It doesn't matter their age. If they're yeah. missing, if they're missing for, you know, five hours, oh, maybe they just got lost or maybe they're at a friend's house or, you know, but you did all you did all your research trying to find this, you know, these people or this person, I should say, say, if you were the one that called, you know what I mean? And nobody's be found. You call the police. They sit there and say, oh, we can't do nothing for 24 hours. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like, if that was my baby. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'd be tearing the hell out of the city and That's you know right. probably probably going through hell throughout the whole state. You know, it. you know what I'm saying? Creating a whole big fuss. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's where a lot of, you know, like a lot of stupid laws that, you know, they claim, you know, you know, most kids are found within that 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. That may be true. But what about the ones that come up missing after that 24 hours? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? How about, uh, you know, these kids that are outside in the school bus on a cold winter day and, you know, and say only one person, one kid's at the bus and somebody goes up there and snags them up in a van. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows or ever heard of that kid after that. Is 24 mm-hmm. hours going to be enough time to find them? Most likely not. No. No. They'll be gone within that 24 hours. They'll never, they'll never be found. So by that time, they'll probably be in Mexico. So... You know, they're they're they put them in there for sex trafficking and, you know, God knows whatever else. So, you know, it's absolutely intense when it comes down to when you need the help and you call the police department when you're already tensed up. When you ask for that help, it gets more intense when they sit there and say, no, we can't help you. You got to wait 24 hours. Really? I, you know, if you ask the question, you know what the question is going to be. If we use our resources now, we won't have the money to pay for that resource later. Seriously? And to me, it always seems to be about the money, even with, you know, the reporters. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, like we were talking about earlier, and I turned around and said, okay, well, you know, you got a woman that was, you know, drug out of a bar by her hair and then thrown into a car and they took off and you never seen that woman again. Mm-hmm. Somebody reports it 24 hours later. Where do you think that woman is? Long gone. Long, Long gone, gone, right? Long gone. How about, um, you know, but, but guess what? Because that case was kind of intense, you know, after that period, once word gets out, then you got these reporters hounding over this case. So who's going to be the first one to get this case and air it on TV first? You see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Once a few people get it, that's it. Nobody else wants interest in it. Because there ain't no money in it after that. Like, really? These are these are missing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it always got to be about the dollar bill? Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't even get paid for this. We're doing this at our free will mm-hmm. to 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 get this information out. These are true facts. These are, you know, 
innocent women out there that are are brutally murdered, stabbed, raped, and then offed somewhere. Okay, whether they were, you know, brought to Mexico or they were just killed. And and, and barely anybody picks up on these stories. So it's really disturbing that we have all of this technology. All of these, all kinds of different apps. And I mean all kinds of different apps. And not one app out there that can get some kind of focus where people will download it to their phone and, and actually read about these cases. There's not a company out there that does that. As far as I know, I haven't seen anything. I didn't research it either. So, you know, I mean, the Amber Alert thing, you know what I'm saying? That works well. But, hey, got to wait 24 hours. You do. It's crazy. You know, got to wait that 24 hours. So, you know, you got you got a mom and dad out there that's out there flipping out or another family member that's out there flipping out because their missing family member's gone. And do you, I'm going to tell you something. If my daughter were to come up missing the first hour, I'm already flipping out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like most people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there should be there should be a little bit more concern because I'll tell you what, and I'm not trying to be an asshole by saying this, okay? I'm, I'm going to say this in, in, a, in a direct way because it's only true. If this happened to a police officer's daughter, okay, they'd be out there looking right away. Oh, you know it. Okay. And I have nothing against police officers. I, I, I love having the police. I back the police 150%. Yeah, same. But the facts are the facts. Yeah, so um, the next thing I want to talk about is about a symbol. No, it's, it's a red hand over the mouth. It's a symbol was of um of a growing movement, a growing movement, sorry. The murdered and missing indigenous women movement. It stands for all the missing sisters whose voices are not heard. It stands for the silence of the media and law enforcement and the myths of the of this crisis. It stands for the oppression and, and subjuga subjugation of Native American, Native American women who are now rising up to say no more stolen sisters, hashtag. Now, a new report documents more than 2,300 missing Native American women and girls in the U.S. underscoring the reasons behind the lack of awareness and scrutiny in these cases. Now, at least 710 indigenous women, mostly girls, young girls went missing in Wyoming from 2011 to 2020. According to a January report published by the state's Missing and Murdered Indigenous People Task Force, the vast majority, 85% were kids, while 57% were female. This is the same state where Gabby Petito was reportedly disappeared. Despite the extent of the issue, missing and murdered, murdered indigenous women get less media coverage. Well, not just women, but people in general. Now, the disappearance of Gabby Petito launched a social media frenzy and nonstop 
media coverage since she was reported missing. Like I said, I mentioned before, of, of, of all those missing indigenous people in that same state, in the same area where she was reportedly missing, now lots of social media frenzy and nonstop media coverage since she was reported missing, now possibly from the state of Wyoming, where she and her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, I think I pronounced the name correctly, were said to be visiting Grand Tenton National Park. But hundreds of cases of indigenous people reported missing in the exact same state over the past decade have not been met with the same public anger. Correct. Now let's talk about Gabby Petito real quick. Some, some, some people out there may not know who she is, which I'm pretty sure you have heard of her by now. So Gabby Petito, she's a 22-year-old Caucasian female from New York, was reported missing on September 11th, 2021. The Petito and her boyfriend, Brian Laudry, planned a van life journey across the United States that began on July July 2nd, 2021. That was supposed to be, supposed to last for four months, according to the investigation. Now, her family had last spoken on the phone with her on August 24th, when she told them her and Laundry were headed to Wyoming to visit uh, Grand Tenton. Now, since the search for her began the week prior, some efforts have been focused on the National Park, which is located less than two hours northwest of the Wind River Indian Reservation. And on, on September 19th, Petito's remains were found at a Bridger Tenton National Forest in Wyoming. An autopsy found she was killed by manual strangulation on October 20th, 2021. Sorry. <laughs> that was That's right. okay. So, but on, on October 2021, the skeletal remains later identified as Laudry were discovered, I hope I pronounced this right, in the Mayakachuti Creek Environmental Park. On November 23rd, it was announced that Laudry died due to a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The, the Petito case gained national attention due to the couple's social media activity, police body camera video coverage, the 9-11 or 911 emergency dispatch call recordings, and eyewitness accounts. On August 12, 2021, a witness called 911 claiming that a couple, later identified as Lodge and Petito, was fighting in front of a Moonflower Community Cooperative in Mohab, Utah. Sorry, these names are so uh, I can't read them. Sorry. So the okay. the caller the caller told the dispatcher that they saw a man slap a woman. And after the two after the two ran up and down the sidewalk, so they so someone called the police. They saw him saw this man slap a woman, and the two ran down the sidewalk. The man hit the woman again and drove off. So there was a domestic altercation that occurred that was actually caught. That actually was a witness saw this. And call the police. So, in Wyoming alone, where Petito's body was found, 21% of the state's homicide victims were Native American. Wind River is the only reservation in the state, home to thousands of the Shoshone and the 
Arafo Indians, but the report from an indigenous people had been reported missing in 22 out of the state's 23 counties, making it a statewide problem. Now, upon further investigation on the media coverage, finding only 30% of indigenous homicide victims made the news, compared to the 51% of the Caucasian victims. On Instagram, the tag hashtag MMIW has more than 144,000 posts. On TikTok, the tag MMIW has 248.6 million views, and the tag hashtag MMIW awareness has 65 million. But in the days since Petito was reported missing, TikTok tags related to her case have skyrocketed. Her name, hashtag Gabby Petito, has roughly 812 million views. Wow. Now the tag, hashtag, hashtag find Gabby Petito has 69.3 million views. Hashtag Gabby Petito update has 133 million. And hashtag where is Gabby Petito has 48.4 million views. How about our other women, missing women? They should have the same number, don't you think? Yes, I do. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that Sad. way. No, no, it does not. Absolutely not. Not to mention that's that's a really high number regardless. But it, it, it's yeah. like I said, it's like certain cases. Um, it's, you know, lots, you know, because the popularity of somebody or money or whatever or maybe the details in the case have you know had 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 a had a catch to it you know what i'm saying and which you know would draw people to that story but to me i think all these missing women whether they're you know native american whether they're african american whether they're american caucasian or Canadian, or whatever. They're still missing people. And they're missing lives. And everybody's lives matter, in my opinion, and they all should be getting the same exact attention. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm, me too. You know, it upsets me when I, when I hear this stuff because it's like, you think about all the technology that we have, and, you know, I mean, look at look at uh, look at what, when COVID started. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, they could have gave people jobs just looking for these missing people. You know what I'm saying? Don't got a job? We got a job for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but nothing. None of this. None of this matters, though. It seems. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of websites on it. There is. But how many people are going to search? For these websites just to you know find the information that they're looking for or whatever you know or do they even know of the website to even look for it you see so it's it's pretty it's pretty sad yes it is i don't even know i don't even know where to go with this like it just um you know it's uncalled for mm -hmm. bottom line 
So is there anything else that you have there that uh, we should be expressing on here? Yeah, so you mentioned, um, we mentioned a Caucasian female, right? So let's mention, I want to mention a African-American female. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard of this, heard this especially in our area, because I don't, I don't know, I'm not sure if this made national news. I kind of want to look into that, but I know it made local news, but it didn't, wasn't on the news that long. But I don't know if you ever heard of this, and hope I, I'm sorry, sorry to the families, but I hope I say her name right. Sanaya Dennis. So... Sanaya Dennis, and uh, she's a 19-year-old African-American female who is a Buffalo State College student, went went missing on April 24th, 2021. Now, according to the investigation, she was last seen leaving her residence hall, which was a, which a dorm or dorm hall, around 11 p.m. Now, she reportedly texted her boyfriend, you know, I think I'm going to kill myself. She actually texted that to her boyfriend wow. after, he, after he dumped her and ignored 66 of her calls before she vanished. Now, she later spoke to a male friend, like another male friend, and made references to him about, you know, dying by suicide. Now, Dennis and her friend had a four-hour-long conversation that lasted until 10 p.m. Wow. Now, the male friend attempted to talk to Dennis out of killing herself, according to his statement. And the teen... I'm sorry, Dennis was caught on surveillance, leaving her dorm room or her dorm area and throwing away series of personal items. Wow. Such as like, I, well, I don't think they mentioned this, but I, I gotta, but I know they mentioned it and I saw it and I don't know if it was an investigation or I saw it in the news, but whatever it is, IDs such as IDs and credit cards in a garbage can before boarding her bus. She threw away personal items, but some, I was some speculate if it was IDs or credit cards, but definitely personal items. I believe an ID was one of them. So, sorry if I got that wrong, but so threw a personal item in a garbage can before boarding a bus alone to Niagara Falls State Park. Now she was then spotted by park cameras along a trail towards Goat Island at 12:17 a.m. on April 25th. The investigator stated that this was the last time she was seen on video. She reportedly called the same male friend she spoken to earlier. I told them she had planned to jump off a bridge before changing her mind around 1 a.m. So, so like, like so around that time, during that time, Dennis, sorry, Dennis took a took a snap a Snapchat selfie near the Nikola Tesla monument with the Niagara Falls visible in the background. Now during this time, her phone left the cell phone network because it had either been switched off or destroyed. We, they don't know. Investigators can't figure that part out. So when the canines were deployed to, to, to try to find Dennis's scent, which led them, led them to an area near Luna Island. Now the dogs wanted to jump over the edge of a railing and into the raging waters as they f- like followed her scent. Like they were following her scent. They wanted to jump into that river. So, now all the evidence indicates that Dennis ended her own life. But the investigation into her disappearance will not be closed until she is found. So, now, they're speculating either she ended her life, and some people think that she may still be alive. We don't know. Wow. But according to the investigation, according to the investigator, they think she did end her life by jumping into that river. Because the dog's... Went to the edge 
they want to jump in that river, but her body is still not found. Wow. So, so her father, Calvin Boyd, he criticized the police. Oh, no, he criticizes that the police over an apparent lack of urgency in their efforts to find his daughter. And he was outraged that of what they were doing and the lack of urgency. That's absolutely insane. I remember this report was on the news for like a short period of time, maybe like a week or maybe two weeks, and that was it. That was the last I heard of this news. Once they found that, the, once they like, they pretty much, you know, kind of like, I'm not kind of like solved the situation. Like they, they believe that she would ended her life by jumping in that river and the dogs cut to the edge. That's when they pretty much ended the investigation. They probably might be still looking for her. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's you know that's what I came up with so far. It's it's pretty sad all of this. It just it's uncalled for and you know I really think that people really need to pay more attention to you know missing person things. I know I do. If I hear something, Mm -hmm. I'm look. You know I I keep my eyes peeled. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Just in case you never know. Um, you know even if somebody you think might look like somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like you know. That may have almost an exact resemblance. You know what I mean? It doesn't hurt to, you know, let authorities know or something. You know what I mean? And they check the person out, see if it is the person or not. And uh, that could probably help a lot, too, as well. Because there are people that kidnap people and uh, (laughs) they walk around in different states or different countries. They move to these places with them. And they're not questioned and they, you know, these kids are brainwashed or these Mm. people are brainwashed and, you know, they, they, they live these lives with these people like they know them forever. And here their real families actually really looking for them. Mm -hmm. So this stuff happens a lot too, but, uh, you know, it's really, it's really just unfortunate. And I have to say, um, I really wish that, you know, the media would sit there and pay more attention to what's going on. Stop worrying about your, you know, your, your wallet when it comes to missing people. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter if it's a, a, you know, if you're the first person that puts that case out into the national news or not, put it out there, let people see what's going on. There's a lot of people missing and it's, it really is ridiculous. And uh, I believe, you know, in wholeheartedly that they should change that law, that 24-hour missing, you know, you have to be missing for 24 hours before anybody does anything. That needs to be changed. That's BS. Right. That needs to be changed. And I, I, don't, I don't know exactly when they made that law, but regardless, it definitely, definitely, definitely needs to go away. So, yeah. It definitely needs to go away. People people need to, you know, try to get that enforced where, you know, I mean, come on, 24 hours, man. Like, that's more than enough time for anybody to do anything to anybody. You know what I mean? More than enough time. And it's, it's sickening. So, but with that said, I mean, we, you know, we're going to put, put a lot of these, you know, websites up on the website. So feel free to go on the website, click on the links and check them out for yourself. Um, you know, because it, you never know. You might know somebody that's missing. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And you can be the person that finds that person. So with that being said, Tony, you did a magnificent job on this, um, looking this up and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I just, I hope people hear us. Me too. You know? And, um, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I'm lost for words. I feel bad for the families. You know what I mean? That are out there that are missing their family members and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do if any of my family members became missing. So, you know, I probably would flip out. Just, just saying, you know, you, you probably would as well. Mm-hmm. So, but with that said, um, to all of you out there that have missing people in your life, we feel so sorry. You know what I mean? And, and we hope that, uh, you know, there is a change in hearts when it comes to laws and how people promote these missing cases because everybody in my opinion should be treated equal doesn't matter about your race nothing doesn't matter about your gender doesn't doesn't make it who cares who cares about all that you know what i mean who cares about the money because a lot of it's money driven so with that being said I want everybody to be safe out there. And if you do know anything about anybody being missing, please feel free. Call the police. You know, we're going to, we'll post some numbers up there, maybe some numbers to the FBI or whatnot on the website too, as well. So, um, you know, you guys got somewhere to run to if you absolutely have to. You know, Um, it's not hard to remember www.therealistjuggernaut.com So that's www.therealistjuggernaut.com So feel free to go there, check out the links. Have a nice night. Or day. God bless. Thanks for listening.